0: Welcome, everybody, to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. We are the Beer Geeks, hear us poor. And before we get into the big-time show today, I just want everybody to have a safe and happy St. Patrick's Day parade in downtown Scranton, if you're going to brave the weather and make that happen. And remember, you definitely got to stop in and see our boy, Billy, Backyard Billy, and the rest of the gang, the one and only Backyard Alehouse. They are rocking and rolling as we speak because I know there's a lot of diehards in downtown Scranton. Whether you've been there before or not, Let me just tell you, it's the place you want to be. Not only because Backyard Alehouse sponsors our show, because it is a killer place. You'll enjoy it. So many different craft beers available for you. The staff will be able to accommodate the crazy crowd that is going to be the St. Patrick's Day Parade, rain or shine in downtown Scranton. And I definitely want you to stop in and see my boy Backyard Billy and see if he's still in one piece. Right, Dirty Derek? (laughs) Oh, definitely. That's a...
1: That's one that'll do your head in pretty quickly, but it's nice because I actually got an email from them this week right. about the amount of beers that they're going to have. This is something I wish, when I when I used to, when I was a youngin and I used right. to go to the parade, it'd have been nice to have the availability that they have because they have about a hundred different beers they're going to have now oh, in cans insane. and everything, which is great because usually you go to parade day and you get an option of which light beer would you like, <laughs> Yeah, There <and laughs> you go, and that's about the end of it, which is nice. It's, they have about a hundred of them, which I would love to be able to go down there and just kind of... Enjoy that, but uh, if I want to go and enjoy that, I got to put up with someone's elbow in my ear. Exactly, (laughs) and I want
0: to point out something else: where the other places are just going to keep it simple and push a special domestic down your throat in a plastic cup, where it's going to be heavily overpriced. You are still going to be able to hook up with the staff, or dyed green, or dyed green. Exactly, (laughs) are we? Aren't we past that? When you're 21, that's cool. Past that. It loses. It loses any kind Past of that. A- you're
1: you're kind of the sad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we yes.
0: got food dye in my beer, and that makes me more Irish. Nope, 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 nope. That is I not. I think gonna the last happen. time I was at
1: the St. Patrick's Day parade, they had a a guy on the Werm float dressed as Jimmy Carter okay, (laughs) throwing green bagels. You just uh, showed your age there, buddy. You just showed your age there. Polish Ed here off the bench today (laughs) being a
0: beer geek. That's good stuff. But we are going to have a good time with this show today. We have different beers we're going to be trying out because we are the beer geeks and you have to hear us pour. So we'll be pouring. We have a great interview coming up and we're just going to have some fun with this parade day that's going on. And then I'll see you in downtown Scranton. As soon as I wrap up the beer geeks, I'm going to be jumping down there with my friends from Dave's Original. Tattoos, and I'll give you some insight on what they're going to be doing down there right after Derek turns us on to these fine, fine choices of the week. Yeah, this week we have a, it's
1: actually a real nice one for me this week. We're doing Champion Brewing Company from Virginia. Now, uh, I I became aware of them because I actually went to college with the owner and head brewer Hunter. And uh, we've just kind of kept in touch over the years we, We're both Boston boys from going to school Up there together and I know Frey isn't happy about that one. Well,
0: I, I love the city And I love New England, I just hate the Red Sox <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, he, he's got this great brewery up and going and they have some really cool things. What's awesome that he's doing is a lot of really neat collaborations. A lot of people became aware of them through their core beers but once he came out with the collaboration with the punk band No Effects, a lot of people really became aware of them because it was just such a cool idea getting involved with bands instead of just doing the Inspired or, you know, the Iron Maiden beer where right, Chris Dickinson right. actually got involved but the, he actually sat down and went off and did a collaboration with, with No Effects. Nice. He with Against Me and like he's really involved in the whole punk thing like, that he grew up with so It's really cool for him because he can kind of pair together These two loves of everything and have Good beer too Uh it's one thing to have a collaboration It's another thing for it to be good (laughs) So that's what we have here some really Good ones and we're starting off very light this is their Killer Kolsch, which is just a really light, refreshing style. It's 5% ABV. This is another beer that's really great. Like As I've been saying, like you want to start out when you're looking at breweries. If you're doing any kind of flight, you always want to start with a lighter beer because your palate gets fatigued if you kind of go too dark too fast or any of those things. you got to kind of work your way in. But when you're looking at a brewery as far as trying to see how they are and if they're good or not, always start with a really light beer, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. And if they can do this light style right, then the brewer has the skills to work his way into other ones. And this, the Killer Kolsch is just a really nice—the Kolsch style is a, is a style that a lot of people can get into regardless of your background. If you're only a light beer drinker, this is something you could easily pick up and, and not be overly offended by or anything. It's got like a real nice kind of like straw, hay-feeling uh, malt bill, just really light. But it has a little bit of Vienna malt in it, which is nice because it gives this little touch of sweetness— but a real nice uh, Noble hop bittering So it's a little bit Of spiciness A little bit of earthiness But as I said Super easy drinking At 5% EBV I mean that's This is when you could Actually crack open If you're gonna go out For parade day And do that whole fun thing This would be a nice <laughs> one To keep on hand with you mm,
0: Definitely you could
1: just Go to town with I it I think it's a little Under carbonated though Under carbonated? Yeah It's smooth I mean It is I'm not saying it's bad I'm just saying It's a little bit The the Kolsch style See the thing with with The Kolsch is It's kind of open It's one of those styles That you know Came from Germany um, but it's very open to interpretation. If you're going to be in Germany, you're going to call it a culture. It has to come from the Cologne region. Like that's the whole thing within it. Like it, it has to be fun. But a lot of American breweries jumped on this and have kind of taken it and done their own interpretations of this stuff and okay. putting in you know different hops or they they really try you know when you're doing this they they try to stick with the traditional style, but you know, as Americans, we love to interpret it and do whatever we want to do with it. Right. And this is just, it, it still falls well within the guidelines, but it has just a real nice, it almost has like a grapey, uh, wine-like, like a white wine-like characteristic almost to it. I think because of that carbonation thing, it gives it more of that, that feel to it. It's very, very smooth. Cause to me, like if something's overly carbonated, I'm very sensitive to it because well, you start to hear it on the radio if I'm drinking something that's really <laughs> over <carbonated. laughs> I mean, that That's the thing. It's it's nice one. I, I like when something's not too carbonated. It has that smooth mouthfeel. Um, some people might knock it for that. I don't know. Maybe if it, but this is, well, I'm not a BJCP judge. This isn't what we're, right. we're doing. This is just real easy drinking beer. And that's what I like when I'm going to sit down and have a nice culture. And it's also nice because I love the artwork that they do with everything is really cool, too. And even the name, like the Killer Kolsch, and you have a guy like kneeling down with blood on his hands. Everything. <laughs> it's just like a really cool like looking artwork thing that they do. And uh, the whole thing within it is just really nice. And I, I like to see when a brewery does this style, too. As we were talking last week, we had the Cheminy Creek, that they had that cream Ale style, right, which right. is one a lot of breweries don't do. And the Kolsch is another one that, you know, a lot of American breweries have picked up on it, but not nearly as many as have picked up on the IPA and all these other, uh, you know, I don't want to say fly-by-night because (laughs) there's... But these really popular styles a lot of breweries have picked up on. But it's nice to see, like, instead of going for, oh, we're going to do a pale ale or something like that that a lot of people do as our introductory, like going for a Kolsch is a nice twist on that. And it still shows then you can do this in in a
0: really balanced way. And if you're confident in your skills and the recipe that you have, it's really cool to step away from what everybody else is doing and try to really focus on making a great product that not many are taking part in. And I think that's a really cool point that you made there, Derek.
1: Yeah, it, it it makes it a differentiation, but not for the sake of being different. Not just right. to be able to say, "Oh, well, I'm not doing this. I'm doing the for different thing." Like, no, it, they're doing it as a differentiation, but they're doing it because they can and they know right. how to. It, it's. I mean, there's a lot of breweries that. You know, we've seen so many bizarre... I mean, there was one from Iceland, I believe, recently that was brewed with whale's testicles. Okay. Nice. There Mm, was one with uh, goat's... I think it was goat's brains. I also
0: heard, Derek, now I'm just throwing this around, it's a coincidence, Uh, this is very coincidental, that they're also putting whale testicles in the (laughs) bong water over there um, while they are smoking... um, in Iceland, I wouldn't be surprised. That's why Bjork is so popular. You know, because some people put ice cubes in, some people are putting fruit and different things from what I'm reading in different magazines. And I heard that that's not really too far-fetched that they're using whale testicles for brewing craft beer because they're also using it for their bong water. Well,
1: they also have that the one thing a lot of, you'll see a couple, I think Cooper's around here has one. I think Backyard has one. A couple mm-hmm. places have a Randall which is like from Dogfish Head. They, they came up with this Randall thing. And what they'll do is they'll put different ingredients into it, into a Randall. Like you can have an IPA and it'll run through this. Those aren't familiar with it. It'll it'll actually, the beer will run through this plastic cup. It's, it's a Randall. It's just the name that Dogfish right. came up with and they sell it. But it'll actually filter through and get whatever ingredient you throw in there and then the beer will come out and it'll still be the same beer, but with whatever addition you decide to add in mm-hmm. there. So maybe you could throw some whales and
0: skulls in a Randall. It's kind of like a hop back. Yeah. I don't condone that by any way, I, by any means. I do not condone that. I made the joke because sometimes if you want to be the comedian, you got to step out to the edge. Unfortunately, when you step on that edge, you might get your toes a little bloody. And that's the way it is. But I do not condone using anyone's testicles for brewing any kind of beer or for their bong water. I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, if... I don't know. That's the only thing is like, are the animals dead when they remove them? Because otherwise, are they going out and castrating whales? Yeah, that's I don't think that's one. really cool, man. And I don't want to make light of that. So like like that's not really groovy. You see a lot of those crazy videos. But let's not get back let's Got not it. get off the track. The cool thing is is that Derek has a really cool friend that he knew when he went back to school, when he was in school, out near that cesspool they call Fenway Park. <laughs> he was out there, met this guy, this guy they're both very big into um craft beer as well as punk music and that should make for a very cool interview that's gonna be coming up shortly. I'm very excited, man. This is no, cool.
1: It'll be, it'll be a good time. We've been talking via text and over mm-hmm. the Facebook for a while, and we were supposed to meet up this week and then chat a little bit, but I just said, you know, let's just hold off on the radio. So you're sure, actually- Sure, man. You're going to hear two old friends reconnect. All right. I'm not today. too excited about that. <laughs>
0: I'm just really excited to hear about how cool- uh, oh, it'll, be, it'll be nice to be able to is. catch up and see, because he,
1: he got into this independently of yeah. everything and just to see where this has gone. And it's great to see, because you know they've only opened in 2012, and they've really got the ball running, and like they're right. really starting to take off in a lot of places, and they have really good distribution- They're available in our local area. And I'm going to see where else they're at now because I'm not even sure how far they're going because they're always adding new states, which is really cool to see. And it's great to see like these breweries popping up and, you know, the whole crappier community just as a whole starting to grow and catch on. And what I like is when you see it not in a snobby way. That's the one thing we've talked about on here before. You know, don't, don't be a, you know, be more of a geek instead of a snob. Sure. Because once you get into the whole snobbery thing, it's not good for anybody.
0: And you be see a that geek, with wine. not a snob. I'm not saying any names or anything like that. And I'm not really pointing at anybody with my thumb that is now covered with um, a tattered nail polish. I'm not doing that at all. But you made a great point. I, I can't there see as the well. computers in the way. I can't see exactly. <laughs> the computer is in the way. We'll have that interview coming up shortly here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, and I'm glad that you can be all here. And like Derek was saying, this beer that he's drinking now—ask about it, man. When you're at backyard ale house tonight, because if you're not, if you're going to be in downtown Scranton, you might as well do it on the top notch, a list backyard yeah, ale this, house. Make it happen. In, uh,
1: this is in cans too. I actually—I should have pulled up the list. I didn't think to do that. They might actually have this one because this is in cans. That's the one thing you see on Parade Day is most of the beers that anybody's going to be pouring, they want to do it in cans because it's so much easier, and uh, all the beers that we have today from Champion, everything's canned. So they're another one of those breweries that jumped into the whole canning thing, which is great to see out there. It's just really portable and
0: Easily available, and they might have cracked through the code on right, parade right. day, <laughs> and I think that's going to be really cool. Also, if you're checking out our, what would it be, our sister station or our brother station, Froggy One Hundred One down there, they're going to have their float along with our other stations, Wilk and Kearsy, as well as our fine friends here from the Sports Hub One Hundred Two Point Three NBC Sports Radio. They're going to be downtown with um, this weather marching in the fabulous Scranton St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, Dave's Originals Tattoos from Mountain man, 309 up there, going to be going around looking for your ink. So if you want to flash a tattoo, and my man Dave or Pat Riot, or any of the people that are going to be there, walking around with the big froggy karaoke machine singing songs for you, he's going to be giving out gift certificates to people that are flashing his ink. Now, you might not all get one, but if you take a chance and you see the people there from Dave's Originals Tattoos, make it happen, and stop in downtown. All the plugs I'm throwing here, man, for the many cracks in the dam, stop at Backyard Ale House, see how Backyard Billy is faring. And I would love to see a picture of him from 7 a.m. Derek to 10 a.m. and then one at 230 p.m. And then 10 then- p.m. when he's asleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. We're gonna take a short break here on the Beer Geeks radio hour. When we come back from paying bills, we're gonna drink more beer. What the hell else did you think we were gonna do? <laughs>
2: Your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are back in action this Saturday as they battle the Hershey Bears. Puck drops at 7.05. The first fans through the door receive a Pierre-Luc LeBlanc bobblehead courtesy of Dodge while supplies last. And the Penguins will be wearing special St. Patrick's Day jerseys, so come on out, wear green, and join in on the celebration. The Penguins are home again Sunday as the Hartford Wolfpack come to town. Puck drops at 4.05. Individual tickets for all Penguins home games are available now at the Arena Box Office, online at Ticketmaster.com, or by calling 800-745-3000. For a list of all upcoming games, be sure to check out WBSPenguins.com, or follow the Pens on Facebook and Twitter. Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, United by Hockey. Soccer. It's more than just a sport. It's a passion. You live it. You love it. Soccer is the beautiful game. And Soccer Plus and Clark Summit is the shop that makes the game look good. They carry an amazing selection of the best in soccer merchandise, footwear, equipment, uniforms, and fan gear. So whether you're a footballer or a fan, you'll find what you're looking for at Soccer Plus, 611 South State Street, Clark Summit. Visit soccerplusonline.com. Soccer Plus is a proud sponsor of the Two Robbies football show, Saturdays at 5 p.m. on 102.3, the Sports Hub.
3: Intercom's Elite Eateries, Northeast PA's finest dining and family restaurants featuring the Sanderson Street Tavern, 655 Sanderson Street Troop, Tommy Boy's Bar and Grill, 14 North Market Street Nanny Coke, and Grande Pizza and Family Restaurant, Bernie Ave. Music.
1: Cormark is growing and needs Class A and Class B CDL drivers.
2: Consistent full-time work schedule available with a great benefits package, 401k, and a potential $4,000 sign-on bonus for Class A. Stop by Coremark and fill out an application. 100 West End Road, wilkes or call 866 293 597
3: introducing a breakthrough in time management technology a whole new day of the week it's called someday it's ingenious perhaps someday you were going to go skydiving enter a hot dog eating contest maybe ride a mechanical bull now it's on the calendar you may want to retire someday ready for that then you'll really want a My Social Security account at socialsecurity.gov. You can estimate your future benefits, plan for your retirement, and how to save for it. If you already receive benefits, you can manage them online. Millions of people already have a My Social Security account. In fact, someone opens one about every six seconds. You should get yours today, because someday is here at socialsecurity.gov.
0: See, I thought I was on top of my game. I'm paying attention. I'm bragging about how much I'm on top of my game right before that break. And then I get into this in-depth conversation with my colleagues here. The Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour, And then I wound up walking right into a big fat pit of dead air. And boy, is that a choking uh, (laughs) cause for choking. All right, without further ado, we have a good friend of Dirty Derek's in here with this fine beer today. And Dirty Derek, tell us all about your friend and tell us about this fabulous beer.
1: All right, so coming up now, we have from Champion Brewing Company, owner, head brewer, and former college attendee of mine, Mr. Hunter Smith. Hunter, how the hell are you? Hey, man, doing pretty good. Good, good. Good to hear from you, man. It's been been quite a
4: number of years. Yeah, likewise. Probably almost a <laughs> <decade> maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the last time we ran into each other was at uh, Newberry Comics. That was the last time I remember seeing you when we were up there.
4: <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, let's get into this. Like, now, how did you fall into the fold of this? Like I don't know at the time. I mean, we were both kind of stupid college kids. Were you a big craft beer guy when we were up there?
4: Uh, not, not then, no. Uh, short, shortly after. Uh, I got really into craft beer, um, actually summers between years in college. Uh, one of my buddies at home. Uh, his dad was really into craft beer, and so, you know, we'd be hanging out, maybe towards the end of the night, you know, something would kind of fall in our direction, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we realized, wow, this is way better than what we're drinking, <laughs> um, and we we got to get more of this.
1: So what kind of was the, uh, the the gateway beer for you, then?
4: The first one for me, I actually remember pretty clearly, was uh, Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. That sounds about right That's usually I think
1: mine was Rogue's Dead Guy and Or uh, Stone Arrogant Bastard The two that kind of Popped the old cherry Yeah
4: chariot. exactly I think it might be A coin toss between the two
1: So now how did you get Into the fold of brewing then Where did that come from Because when you When you were there I don't remember Were you a music industry Major with me Yep Okay that's mm-hmm. what I thought So how did you Get down that path What's that How did you get down That path then
4: uh, You know just like Like a lot of others uh, On my stove Making my own beers At home brewer um, and then I was working. I had I had been bartending before I moved to Charlottesville, uh, where the brewery is. And when I came here, I started working in the wine industry actually. Uh, and so knew the sort of the ins and outs of distribution and a little bit about pumps and tanks, uh, and kind of had a feel for how things work just with a different beverage. And then um, when the homebrew got as good as the stuff I could buy on the shelf, I started getting kind of serious and writing a business plan.
1: So, what was kind of the style that you finally realized you kind of dialed it in?
4: Uh, it was an IPA, actually. Um, uh, boring as it sounds, but um, it was, I did one with it was a, a friend's recipe that was a citrus single hop pale ale, and it was I was like, you know, I, I really think this is as good as what I would buy on the shelf. and so I'm sure it wasn't, but um, <laughs> at least <laughs> at least the uh, the bell rung in my head, and maybe I was up for it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of us that have that little ding in our head thinking like, Oh, we could do this and then uh no we can't. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. Exactly.
1: So when did you decide then I'm gonna do this full time and go all into it?
4: Uh let's see, I, I guess that would have been I think maybe towards the end of two thousand ten was when when I got pretty serious and had a business plan and started talking to banks and um you know, I had this, this big uh this big, fat business plan that, you know, I didn't do half of, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I started to get a feel for what what was realistic, and then in 2011 was when when we got serious and ultimately did construction and opened in 2012.
1: Wow. So now, when you started it out, what was, like, the core styles or the core beers that you were doing?
4: Uh, Kind of hilariously, I thought that we would just be doing kind of five-year-round, even out of the the nano brewery that we started with, um, which were... Uh, the Missile IPA, which is still our number one. Um, Killer Coles, which was originally intended just to kind of be the, um, the beer for the light beer drinker that was doing the tourism. It um, actually ended up running completely away from us, and is number two um, still. And then we had a half Hefeweizen that we occasionally make, a uh, Belgian pale ale that we made maybe twice, <laughs> and a Russian Imperial Stout that we've made. Uh, three times, all of which, which were going to be the only beers we made, and then uh, the first year we made over 65 different beers, so Jeez. Um, that gets back to throwing the business plan out the window kind of thing,
1: yeah. but <laughs> No, that's that definitely, yeah. I mean, with stuff like this because you kind of have to rely on the market, and if you're putting something out, and then all of a sudden, one maybe you thought, can you see that in a lot of breweries, they think like, oh, well, we'll just do this, and sell it in-house, and all of a sudden, oh, crap, we can't keep any of this here, so they, you, know, you kind of get the realization, like, I'm leaving money on the table if I don't go all in on this one
4: Right, that's part, of, that's part of it. I mean, you really have to listen where when someone says, you know, this one keeps selling out. If it's your favorite or not, that, you, know, you can give yeah. people what they want. And you make the beer. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. And The other thing I realized, too, is that um, part of what the market uh, has now as far as on-premise goes is very much like this, this what have you done for me lately thing, where it's all about what's new, what's new, and, and that's really what drove, drove our business was always having something new, and that's what brought people in, so that's what we did.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, that's really where you see a lot of it is like, you know, you have the core IPA people that are just trying to track down everyone that they can or the, you know, beer traders online are trying to find the latest double IPA that they can trade something crappy for to be able to get it to say they had it <laughs> or something like that. Right. But I mean, you see a lot of that, that new thing is what everyone's trying to chase after and trying to go after those different styles. But that can kind of really wh- Where do you? What's the size of your, your brew house then?
4: So, uh, we have the original one is a nano, nano brewery taproom. That was the three barrel system. That's what we started on. Um, it's next to impossible to, to make enough beer on. Um, so we did that for a year and fortunately, um, we were successful enough to turn that into a, opening a 30 barrel brew house a year later. So we, we, we still run them both. Um, we do all the specialty and one off beers at the taproom and, and bottle some of those, uh, by hand. And then we have the 30 barrel production brewery with the canning line. Um, about a mile down the road.
1: So, now did you do 65 styles on a three barrel system? What's that? Did you do the 65 on a three barrel system of 65 different styles that first year? Yeah.
4: Holy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little ridiculous. Uh, my yeah. brother in law, Johnson, is a brewer there, and I probably owe him a couple of years onto his life uh, oh, for, yeah. that, for that one year of doing that.
1: So, who, um, where, did, where were the cots set up when you were working on the house? <laughs> What's
4: that?
1: So, where were the cots set up to be able to sleep on when you were doing all that?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was pretty slim. I mean the fourth I mean the first brew we did, uh, we were just, you know, fumbling our way through. We had no idea what we were doing. You know, the installer I think at eleven PM the installer was like, All right, I gotta go to bed, you guys wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> We called cab home at about five, I think. Uh and started again the, the next day at nine and said, Well, okay, well we kinda know what we're doing, but we've gotta do a lot better than this. <laughs>
1: wow. That's that's definitely a haul. Now, as you got this going, like how many? Where are you distributed at now? How many places are you at?
4: So currently, we're um, we started in Virginia and DC with a independent uh, craft only distributor here. Um, we have a great relationship with Shangyi, so it has us in their ter- territory in the greater Eastern PA, and then we're also in uh, statewide North Carolina. So right now, basically Virginia, DC, North Carolina, and uh, Eastern PA.
1: Is it starting I mean I see stuff all the time like you guys are starting to push a little bit more? Is there more in the future like coming up in this year you're gonna be opening up in?
4: Yeah, there are. We've got probably about probably like five five additional territories that're we gonna end up this year, uh-huh. um, a lot of which is driven by the some of the the band collapse that we've done and the demand uh, to have those in different spaces where we're we're just trying to keep up.
1: Well, that, that leads perfectly into the next thing, then. We're, we're starting to drink the Sticking in My I, IPA. Blah, blah. Nice. And uh, the thing that I it's what's the whole background? Because that's a really awesome thing for me. You, I mean, I know both of us are punk kids, like, getting into this, like, being able to do something with no effects, I'm sure, is a huge dream. What led to you being able to do that? Because that's got to be a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it
4: started with an email. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. I've been a punk kid since I was little, and, uh had the idea to do a stick in my rye and a stick in my rye IPA. Yeah, um, I, I really didn't want to do it um, unless it was kind of—I mean, not not official—but uh, it just felt like something that would be more fun if it were really kind of with band approval. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to try to get away with them not noticing, so to speak. So uh, I just sent an email to the um, to the press to the press agency that works with that, and um, they said, "Yeah, we like beer. Fat Mike likes beer." Uh, send us some. So I did, and I uh, tried to overnight them, and they exploded on the on a plane that Growlers did. Oh, uh, man. So the FAA said, don't do that again. And then I, and then I did it again. Uh, and this time it made it, they made it there. How many
0: more times, Don? How many more times?
4: So that worked. Uh, and they said, hey, we like you. Um, go ahead and try to make the no-effect and Send us someone it's ready. Uh, so I did and I, I sent it to them and they liked it. So, uh, so fat Mike said, Hey, let's, you know, come up to one of our shows and let's talk about it. So I went to see him in New York and he was like, can we, can we do bottles of this? This is really cool. And I said, well, we're, we're going to do cans, but if you're down with that, let's do it. He said, let's do it. So we did.
1: That's awesome. So they, they didn't have much to do with the recipe stuff. They didn't say, Oh, I don't like this or I like that or any of that. Or they just, I mean, I know how then, that they just want to get drunk. Yeah, and it's, uh,
4: <laughs> I really, I really kind of had the beer in mind already, um, so, and that's not necessarily the case with all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in that particular case, I had the beer in mind and they said, well, uh, you know, give it a shot. And I did and they liked it and that was pretty much it. So we've been making it, now we're making it year round wow. in the 24 uh, ounce Bomber cans.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing I was going to ask you, like what, what led to the choice of doing the 24 ounce can? Cause I mean, that just stands out. I mean, besides the artwork and the, the colors and the, everything, like what with the 24 ounce can, was that a real in-depth choice made on that one?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it, it took some it took some doing for us to be able to physically make it because we actually have to have a, a really unique canning line that can actually do the twenty four ounce cans. Um, so the one that we have that does 12, 16, and twenty fours is actually uh, the only one like it that's in operation right now. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of it was just a to tie into the ridiculous punk thing. Kind of, you know, it's a little it's a it's a shocker, and it's also great for shows um, where you know we had the idea of you know if you get one, you've got two beers, and you don't have to wait in line you, you, you buy one can then you've got the beer you want to drink while you're watching the beer you're going to drink waiting in line for the next beer Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where that came from
1: the only thing is this is, a, this is definitely a can that you want to put in a brown paper bag but at the same time the artwork is so awesome
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we first started promoting those we did a rollout event at the uh, garage in Philly and we actually did give away uh, Stamps Brown Bags to, to <laughs> hold them go. in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what what was the choice with going with doing the canning? I know it's like a lot of crap brewers are sent to that. Was was there a real, you sat down and made a decision like bottles or cans, or was it just you wanted
4: to do cans right out of the gun? Yeah, that was something even, even really early on, even when we were looking at opening a nano brewery that didn't have much in the way of production. Um, I always knew that I wanted to go with I think, cans. I think they're, I mean, they're, you can argue either way, but I think they're a better package for the beer. Um, I think they're uh, a much better vessel for for branding. Um, I mean, basically you just have more space in which to do your design. Uh, And I just always love the package. You know, they're they're more portable. You know, here in Charlottesville, there's a pretty big outdoor scene, so you can take them on the trail, you can take them to the beach, you know, the pool, all the stuff where you can't have glass. And a lot of times the shows and stuff like that too, they don't want bottles, so you're not wearing them at the stage. Um, But yeah, that was something I had in mind since day one. was like, oh, we're going to do camps.
1: Well, it worked out really well. I, mean, I agree that it's really cool because you have the full wraparound artwork instead of you're stuck to whatever the label size is, and maybe you can get one up on the neck too. But it's nice to have the whole wraparound thing because you can fully utilize, you know, what your vision is for whatever the artwork is going to be. Exactly. So now, with doing this, did the the no effects on lead? Do you be able to do the against me, or were you kind of working with doing that collaboration at the same time?
4: Uh, no, they. they uh, it actually was a direct spinoff. So um, James from Against Me. I uh, had some of the growler of the first NoFX beer that I sent out. Um, and he tweeted out, like, hey, how cool is this, Fat Mike? You've got your own beer, whatever. Um, and, you know, I I liked it or favored it or whatever it is you do. And a couple of fans, one in particular commented was like, hey, you should do a Black Me Stout uh, related to the uh, single Black Me Out that they had uh, from the album that wasn't quite out yet. Um, and, you know, we both kind of laughed and said, ha, ha, cool idea. Um, and moved on, and then maybe a month or two later, I got a message from James. I was like, "Hey, did you want to do that?" Uh, <laughs> and I said, "Absolutely, let's let's do it." Wow. Uh, and and doing the stout, obviously the name, you know, when we went with that name, the stout was inherent to it. But there was a little bit more of a collaborative process when it came to exactly what that beer would be like. Um, so I asked James what he he likes, uh, and he was he's a big fan of the Russian Imperial Stouts. Uh, my perspective, as the you know meddling businessman, was like you know it might not be a great idea to do cans of nine percent Russian Imperial Stout for kids' to shows. Um, yeah, I might that might you know, might not like that scene. So <laughs> the
1: show might not last as long.
4: <laughs> yeah, it might not be too pretty. So um, what we tried to what we tried to do is capture the flavor profile of a Russian Imperial Stout um, in something that's only six percent alcohol. So we used about twenty percent wheat to really try to you know beef up the mouthfeel and get that strong chocolatey flavor. Uh, but without quite as much alcohol. I mean, it's still 6%, but it's not yeah, you know, over the top.
1: That's awesome. Now, as you're doing do you have any other upcoming beers or events that you can uh, unveil to us?
4: Yeah, uh, we actually just recently um, wrapped up discussions with the, uh, the Hold Steady, uh, the band, uh, to do production volumes of a beer we've done together called Positive Jam. Uh, so named after their song of the same name. It's a spring ale that's made with coriander and lavender. And we've done it on draft, and the band really dug it, and our taproom customers have been after it. Um, so now we're going to be canning that, hopefully uh, a little bit later this year, hopefully early summer, and get that in six packs out across the whole territory. So we're really excited about that, maybe do a couple events with them. Do you have? A, are you guys
1: doing any shows or stuff like that down? I mean, you're so intertwined with the punk scene now.
4: Yeah, we haven't in the past. Um, you know, as a, as a former musician, I was kind of almost over... Uh, the idea of of, of putting together shows and booking and dealing with all that kind of stuff Um, but having had enough time away from it I'm ready to (laughs) kind of entertain it again Um, so uh, in April we've got a big metal showcase going on at the brewery as part of a local festival Um, so we've got Iron Reagan and Ramming Speed Um, you may know, you may actually know uh, Derek, some of the guys in Ramming Speed they also were in Boston at the time
1: Oh really? I mean, if I, I saw him, um, I'm so
4: bad uh, with names. <laughs> yeah, there's Jonah from uh, Teenage Disco Bloodbath Records. Um, he's the mm. he's the drummer for Ramming Speed. But anyway, uh, they relocated to Richmond from Boston, so they and I and Reagan are both coming up uh, to play this metal show That's at the brewery, really we're building cool. a stage and having a big draft truck. So it's kind of our first mm. our first big undertaking, but it should be rad.
1: That's awesome. Now when is that?
4: That is April. That's April
0: eighteenth. I the 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 hair on the back of my neck just stood. I think that's just such a brilliant idea, and gives me great ideas um, for the future. There. Um, good luck with that, man. A metal festival. That is so cool, man. A metal <laughs> showcase. That is just fabulous and gives Thanks, me a great idea, Derek, for the near future collaborating, even though you guys went to school in Boston got a lot of Red Sox influence on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I have to tell that's you, Hunter, uh,
1: Freddie's a big New York Yankees fan, so. <laughs> okay.
0: that's all right. Yeah, I know. I was born with pride in indoor plumbing. What was I going to do? Oh, you got it. It was a great time talking to you today, Hunter, man. Yeah. That's finished. You got anything else you want for no, your dear think, old friend there, Derek? I think we covered all. We'll, we'll
1: catch up another time off and Mike, but thank you so much, Hunter. I really appreciate it. We really got in depth in all this and I I can't appreciate it. And congratulations, man, on all this. It's awesome to see you doing so well.
4: Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: It's been fun. Hey, Hunter, it's too bad none of your ambition rubbed off on your old buddy over here. <laughs> I'm only kidding. He's on top of his game over here. You'd be very proud of Dirty Derek here with the Beer Geeks. And you got to keep us on the in the loop, Derek. Stay in touch with Hunter, man, which you probably will, um, about that metal festival. We'd love to see pictures and stuff like that and maybe, you know, spread the word for you next year when you're going to be doing this. Great event. That's awesome. Metal showcase, dog. That's excellent. Absolutely, will do. And you know what, Hunter? I'm going to play some Metallica for you, man. Would you dig that? Please be a cool cat and say you would dig some old school Metallica.
4: Absolutely. Anything before the Black
0: Album. Excellent. Thank <laughs> you, because I was going to do that. Um, and uh, we're going to do that right after uh, a little commercial break here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Thank you very much, Hunter. Thanks, Hunter. Cheers, man. Thanks, guys.
3: Wyoming Cheers.
2: Valley Motors. Making good deals. Making good friends. If you're looking for a quality, reliable vehicle that you can afford, and one that looks sharp, too, you'll find it at Wyoming Valley Motors. Wyoming Valley Motors has hundreds of pre-owned vehicles all with the best prices of the year and financing rates as low as 0.9%. Have you been looking for the car you've been dreaming about? Wyoming Valley Motors inventory has hundreds of makes and models available. Plus, they have over 90 certified pre-owned vehicles in stock. Bad credit? No problem. No credit app is refused. Get into that reliable, affordable car you deserve today stop by and take a test drive at wyoming valley motors route 11 larksville kingston corners kingston and 560 pierce street kingston check out their pre-owned inventory online at wyoming valley motors visit wyomingvalleymotors.com wyoming valley Today's deal at GetMyPerks.com allows you to go back for seconds. Get two $25 vouchers for Amber's Bar and Restaurant for just $25. That's a $50 value for half price. Located just off the Casey Highway in Carbondale, Amber's Bar and Restaurant offers a variety of delicious meals to complete your stay at the Best Western in the Pioneer Plaza. Amber's Bar and Restaurant is open seven days a week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they feature a private dining room for parties up to 30. Also at GetMyPerks.com, you can still get bottles of wine for half price from MM Micro Winery in Wilkesbury Here are the rules for Sports Hub 102 contests. Complete rules at SportsHub102.com. No purchase necessary. Must be a legal Pennsylvania resident 18 or older. Employees, family, and households of WHBS and sponsors are not eligible. Entries must be handwritten, one per envelope. Only entry can be visible in photo entries. Social network entry authorizes profile information use. May require membership or you to like our page. Prizes not transferable. SportsHub 102 decisions final. May substitute prize, stop, or change a contest at any time. Not responsible for delivery failures or errors. Entry is consent to use of name, voice, entry, and likeness for any purpose. I joined because I wanted to contribute to something bigger than myself. On my first patrol, my adrenaline was pumping.
1: I knew it would be tough, but I was ready for the challenge.
2: Always on high alert. After a while, it takes a toll. I was counting the days till I came home to my family. Finally, the day arrived.
1: It was good to be home at first, but then I realized things were different. I was different.
2: I had trouble focusing and relating to things the way I used to. Then a buddy noticed something wasn't right. He said he'd been there, that there are resources out there for veterans. I decided to reach out. I found resources that helped and connected with other veterans who had similar experiences.
1: Once I started making connections, things began to turn around.
2: There may still be bumps in the road, but now I know where to turn. Find resources and support at maketheconnection.net.
0: Make the connection. Make that connection somewhere. I'm here. Beer Geeks yeah. Radio Hour. Having a lot of fun. Great interview with our good friend Hunter. Uh, Derek, that was a blast, man. He was quite informative, man. No, it was a good time.
1: We, we used to catch up every once in a while. We'd run into each other all the time walking around. Boston. I said Newberry Comics was
0: the the main place we'd have right. all our music at. Yeah, and then they used to have tickle fights in their boxer shorts, but <laughs> we we didn't want to talk about that part on the air. There's some uh, things I need to keep. Private that was in my something body. that popped up when we were talking. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to brave the weather this morning and you want to go out, you're doing the St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, you got to stop at Backyard Ale House. Everybody knows what's going on there. Just a whole hell lot of fun. And I wish that um I knew how our buddy was doing, um. I knew how our yeah. Billy? I want to know how our but well. I'm reading somebody <laughs> else's tell text a, about tell a brain for, for your... next week. It was man, and I always I got one eye on the phone and one eye on the screen. And that's not a good combination. But backyard Billy down there, I want to see how frazzled he gets through the course of the day. There's such pros though. I doubt any one of them is gonna break. And if you want a craft beer, anything uh, that's on the t- uh, rocking around in your skull, you just ask Backyard Billy or any of the fine people at Backyard Ale House today. Or maybe you might see my good friend Dave from Dave's originals, tattoos, in a mountaintop. That's right, two plurals back to uh, back together, or to back and forth or in front of each other. It doesn't matter. Just go down there, flash your ink to him on the street if you're hanging out in the rain, and listen, if it's too cold and too wet for you to do that, and you don't want to get that gift certificate, he might be popping out to you if you flash some ink. Just remember where he's at, up there in mountaintop on 309. You'll find him by hitting him his uh, Facebook up, and you do that up, and you go and flash your ink there. He'll give you the special St. Patrick state treatment and it's top secret I can't talk about it so if you can't flash in the wet weather today you can flash up there when you go visit them up on 309 in mountaintop cool beans what are we drinking
1: and if you're if you're heading up to the backyard I'm looking at the list right now of the cans that they're having yeah they have some really nice stuff they, they unfortunately don't have any of the champion stuff but they have some of the last week we had neshaminy Creek on they have a couple of those that they're going to be having Some six points. I'm looking for an alum of the show. They have some six points, some Terrapin, a lot of really, really good stuff, 21st Amendment. So we have a lot of good stuff you're going to go up there. Anyway. Awesome. uh, Yeah, we just cracked open. Now we're into the Missile IPA. And now having this side by side with the sticking of my IPA, you really notice a difference in malt bill. I mean, this really comes through. You get a lot of those, like real nice citrus, really nicely balanced. This is a 7% ABV. So you know it's a little higher than uh, some might expect, but it does not drink like a higher ABV IPA at all. It's just really super easy drinking, really nice malt selection, really nice balance. Ed's the IPA, guys. Let's see yes. what what Ed thinks. It, yes, it, it is citrusy. It's uh, yeah. It's got great hop flavor overall. It's it's a great IPA. Yeah, and it, uh, you, you know what? I I'm guilty. Every every week we talk about people like looking at the scores on Beer Advocate and everything. <laughs> I'm guilty. I looked at the scores because
2: I'd never had this, these beers before. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the highest they got
1: was like an 86. Right. So this is like a prime beer of saying like, like, don't go by the scores. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those things, it's just kind of... Because it, it really does depend. I mean, like you, you heard, we said like their distribution isn't far and wide. I mean, yes. they're growing, but that's the thing with a lot of these breweries. You kind of have to be weary of where they distributed. And then see where the person's getting it from. Because, you know, some people are getting stuff that's not even from the territory they're distributed. So they probably got it from beer trade. You have no idea how long the person had it that traded it with them, where they stored it. It could have been yeah. sitting in the guy's bedroom next to his heater all winter and then <laughs> sends it out to somebody. Well, it's going to taste like crap. So, I mean, really, you kind of have to keep all that kind of stuff in mind when you, if you're going to go buy stuff like that. But... It's just best not to just enjoy a beer on its own. And if you're getting like, like I was saying, like what I like to do, if I'm ever going to go to those sites is if I'm drinking something and I'm like, I I can't pinpoint what that flavor is. I, I can't get it. And I'll go and see, like, oh, that's what it right. is. It's mango or something. And then that'll be the only time. It, but to go buy the scores, like, before you try something. If you're going to a store and you're, you know, looking through, like, oh, what does this have on Beer Advocate? Well, you know, don't, don't yeah, do not Yeah, you can't go buy that. You can't do that because there's so many times, like, there's so many beers I've had that have been, this is a phenomenal take on the style. And you'll see it was 75. Like, jag off. Put that right. on there. But you know what This is another one You know it doesn't have Like a low score It wasn't you know Brow or anything should But the, it's just It should be a lot male higher. guy Rating a yeah. uh, double IPA Or something It could be someone <laughs> That never had an IPA That's like This is beer advocate I'm gonna go on here And rate <laughs> it And then all of a sudden They just poo poo all over like it Like that, that one guy What was his name
0: Was a red top cab Or a red top auto Or something who, oh, Joe, I just don't like <laughs> beer, man. I'm sorry. He didn't like it. What was it? Joe from Caps Auto. Red Top Auto. Caps Auto. <laughs> <Otto. laughs> Remember, Joe took the one thing in, in his head. Yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> he that just, was funny. He
1: had to back away from the microphone. Yeah. Was just <laughs> Joe yeah. from
0: Bernie Caps, man. You're not going to get a more honest man than him. Not no. a, There's not a more honest guy than <laughs> Joe Neary. Had, we've had the bitter face
1: and we were first starting out. We remember we gave someone IPA. Oh, yeah, IPA. Leanne, man,
0: yeah. Leanne, Jason Jarecki's um, oh, that's, fiance. Was that who it was? Okay. Yeah, her head was. just, just yeah, she couldn't take right it. right yeah. in. Yeah, but uh, Joe Neary from Caps, man, was hilarious. He just backed <laughs> off. He's like, no way, man. <laughs> not my but, thing. No, no way. man, no way, man. <laughs> this is just not my thing, Freddie. But no, this, this is definitely an IPA. If you are a hophead, if you love
1: IPAs, this is definitely a checkout. check out. And it's great because they have it in cans. I mean, I love seeing a good IPA in cans. Just the portability of that—it's just a really solid IPA. And 7% ABV, so you can have two of these and start to just feel a little relaxed. And that's all we want in life is right. to feel a little
0: relaxed. We want to feel a little relaxed. And what better way to relax than some Metallica, man, for a good friend Hunter. He wanted to hear it. I think he wanted to hear it. I kind of pushed him into it, but (laughs) I wanted to hear it. Leper Messiah Um, here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Die! that Man, no, can't beat it with a wooden stick. That's Classic. a good Saturday. Excellent, excellent. Even though I stepped all over the ending. Who cares, man? <laughs> I got one foot out the door here. I'm ready to get down to that parade. You know, it's kind of like the train movie, stepping on the ending. Remember when oh, we were kids yeah. and you'd
1: record over with a tape off the radio? Yeah. Oh, DJ yeah. would yeah. step on the <laughs> end Like,
0: ah! Oh! Man, I would love <laughs> to stumble across a few of my old mixed tapes from back in the day. Oh, man, I would love that so much. We have two more beers, Derek, in short we time. Do. Yeah, and we got some good stouts, too. Short huh? amount of time.
1: Now, what well, we have, This is the one we were talking about. This is their Against Me collaboration. This is the Black Me Stout. And it really is like we were enjoying this during the Metallica song. This is a really nice, it does drink very much like a Russian Imperial Stout, which when you've had those kind of beers, that's a real high-octane beer, like a lot of ABV in that because it's got a real big mouthfeel. But it has all those great tastes and characteristics of Russian Imperial, but 6% ABV. Like adding the wheat into this, was A genius move for him to, that that's what they're going for to keep it a low ABV because it really has that wonderful mouthfeel, but it has those real nice, rich characteristics of a Russian Imperial Stout with just like the real rich roasted malt, but not overpowering. Because you would, you know, sometimes doing something like that can kind of keep it, you know, as we've seen in, in IPAs, if you go unbalanced and go too hop heavy with a light beer, it's just not balances and habits. Same thing can happen with the Russian Imperial Stout if you're going real heavy with the roasted malts and you don't keep things in check. You get this real acrid, like burnt taste. And, you know, you could really get that if you're going for a 6% ABV, but trying to dial in a Russian Imperial, this really has it dialed in perfectly. And this is just a really nice, I mean, if you are a fan of a Russian Imperial, but, you know, aren't looking to get trashed after one bottle, this is a definite go to one. This is a really interesting take on it because it's just nice to see someone dialing that in because that really is a style that's left unto itself of being a Russian Imperial stout. Doesn't really get toyed with other than, you know, other ingredients being added in
0: because it's such a big beer. And I would just like to add, why would you want to get trashed from drinking <laughs> beer?
1: No, Come you on. don't. That's not the point.
0: <laughs> but having, it's just nice
1: seeing that it's 6% to have all of those characteristics of a good Russian Imperial. Because that, that really is a style when you see a lot of these stouts with crazy ingredients added in. Typically, a lot of them have like a Russian Imperial background. Or, you know, an American imperial. But when you get into that imperial thing, that's just a beefed up one. You start seeing all these ingredients thrown in because there's just so much there. Really hefty, but it's nice to see this, like 6%, and it has all of that mouthfeel, all those, like, rich chocolate characteristics and everything. It has, like, a real nice, like, baker's dark chocolate, like that kind of really more of a bitter taste to it, but not overly bitter by any means. It's still got a real nice rounded feel to it is the best way to describe it. I think
0: a little bit of cherry out of it little aftertaste cherry,
1: yeah little red just fruit a little type bit, yeah a cherry is a red fruit <laughs> yeah i can yeah i can see that a little bit of dark red fruit kind of coming through it's it's not overly you know the description with the chocolate and the cherry it's not <laughs> this is definitely not a dessert i mean all stouts are dessert beers but not uh you know real sweet stout type it this right. definitely has more of a, a russian imperial drier feel to it but it has some of those really nice notes within it but it's just super super easy drinking Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open our special one and then yeah. uh, so you guys talk amongst yourself. <laughs> All right.
0: So what's going on there, Polander? What do you do on Saint Patrick's Day Parade Day? Uh, this is it, man.
1: This All is right, it. cool beans.
4: <laughs>
1: That'd be awesome. All right, so what, what we have now, this is a really special one, so I'm gonna send everything up with Hunter and we're gonna lay on the beers. I said, "Look, let's get something real special from the brew house that that you don't have available in cans, you don't have out there yet, or anything." So he was like, "Oh, well, you know what I have sitting around here? I have some uh, Peter the Great Bourbon Barrel Russian Imperial Stout." And I said, "Well, that'll fit the bill perfectly." <laughs> so this is just another really nice. Night. This is the first time having. If you've seen the photo online, this was the unmarked bottle. This is one if you want to try. You got to go visit him in Charlottesville. It's just, we uh, get some of those really nice, Like I love when a good bourbon barrel has those real nice notes, a little bit of coconut, a little bit of vanilla mixed in with a nice chocolate background. It's just like a really nice dessert style that's just super easy drinking. Like sometimes you get a little bit of alcohol heat because when you get into these, sometimes this gets up to, you know, 13% ABV or things like that. I mean, this this is, uh, you know. Better kick out the IV for that one. (laughs) This is one that you want to sit and sip on for a little while because this can kind of sneak up on you. I want to see. The ABV on this is 10.5. So this isn't uh, overly crazy. I mean, this is according to Beer Advocate because they don't have this up on uh, their website to see. But this is, according to Beer Advocate, this is a a 10.5% ABV. But, no, there's a lot of nice notes of just in the aroma, some, like, coconut, some vanilla. Just really, really good and that's what like, you want to get out of A nice bourbon barrel But you don't want to pick up Too much of the bourbon notes Because then you start to get That, that burn That, that alcohol yeah. heat That kind of To me ruins a lot of the experience When it's not kept in check Yeah, that'll clear your sinuses This, this is really good Yeah, this is really oh, yeah. This is one of those times Where I wish we were a podcast And we could just swear oh. <laughs> This'll make you slap your mama That good, huh? No, this is like Super, super smooth a lot of cocaine. This is, yeah. This is definitely one. I mean, a lot of people rave over the, the Bourbon counties and all these other sought after. But this is another one that just shows, like, look, man, just because you don't have the hype behind it,
0: it this is good. <laughs> this is just very, absolutely phenomenal. Very, really well done. So I'm, good, I'm, makes you want to swear. Yes, that's what the tagline that's should a be. a great tagline that'd make a fabulous beer billboard. Actually, oh, screw the billboard is... and make a fabulous radio commercial. You can contact me here, 570 883. <laughs> This 9, 800. is phenomenal.
1: This is—it's just nice because I don't like when the heat takes over and the bourbon takes over. Right. And when that's kept in check, I mean, this is this is just perfect. There's—it's just like an additional. It almost acts like an additional malt-like flavor profile. It's just subtly in the background. It's really in the aroma when you smell it. You get all those wonderful wonderful smells of the, the, the bourbon barrels, but it's not overwhelming in the in the in the mouthfeel and the taste or anything. This is just. Very good. Yeah, this <laughs> kind of has me like at a loss for words. I, I knew it was. I, I trust Hunter. I knew it was going to be good, but this is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. This is one that if he should get on this, getting this put away for something because this will be one that'll become uh, what did what do they call last year? uh trade bait. Wow, that's what Jeremy called it last year. Trade bait trade in the bait. marketplace, baby. Th- this is that's just, a good point. If you're if you're into this whole bourbon barrel stout thing, <clears throat> a definite, definite. You know, get down to Virginia and visit that man and try this one. Cause this is, oh. <laughs> I can't, can't impossible. Oh, words. wow,
0: man! Thank God that beer doesn't have a blonde wig on it. I don't know what the hell would break out in here. I need a private, I need a private moment. <laughs> Should I leave you guys alone with the beer?
1: Get a room. It's nice to see. Cause I mean, they they have this. You know, Hunter's done like a really great. They have a great beer portfolio, wide range of styles. I mean, just today we went from a cold sholly up to a bourbon bourbon barrel Russian Imperial Stout which is always very hard to say. Urban barrel, <laughs> Russian imperial. I can't even remember what you just said. But, so it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all done in like such great balance. Everything is like a unique take unto itself of what they're doing in the styles. I mean, the sticking in the rye or sticking in my IPA has like a real nice rye. <laughs> One I'm because they have a rye right. malt. They have yeah. a rye malt in that. But having that real nice rye malt with it, the hop balance and everything and 9%, I mean, it, down to the Black Me Stout 6% take on the Russian, all the way nice. up to this beefed up one. I mean, everything is just done perfectly. This Just is...
0: keep patting yourself on the back <laughs> over there, buddy. No, <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm only they are definitely another
1: up and coming brewery that you, you must keep your eyes on for champion brewing. I mean, they're just really.
0: He knows what he's doing and obviously uh, and he's got a direction, Derek. He yeah. knows where he he knows where he's at and he knows where he wants to go with it. And I think it's really cool. And with that, I gotta wrap up this fabulous show.
1: Next week. Yes. Cigar City is next week, which will be nice because mm. we're gonna get into some really cool things talking about
0: them. Excellent. We're gonna talk about like the best cigars to use for different things too. Possibly. Okay, <laughs> good stuff. Hey, Cuba just opened up, why not? Excellent, <laughs> excellent. All right, Eddie, thank you for coming off the bench hey, again this week. It's nice to have you back here at the Beer Geeks, and I'm headed downtown. Scranton for the parade. I'm going to stop in and see Backyard Billy. I suggest you do the same too at the Backyard Ale House, Linden Street in downtown Scranton. Going to have a lot of fun. I'll probably be rolling around with the Froggy Float. Maybe giving out some tattoo gift certificates from Dave's Originals Tattoos in Mountaintop. I'm glad you can all join us. Once again, fabulous show, Derek, man. Great stuff put together here. Another great interview and good friends. And just be careful if you're out and about celebrating today. Please, uh, Designate a driver and just drink responsibly, please. And maybe I'll see you out and about floating in the west side a little bit later on. With that, consider yourselves all dealt with.